This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, the, the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast, where we have our Seahawks Week 16 news roundup and chat. It's Matty and Ty tonight, as it often is during the new show. Ty, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. the vibe's bad. They've they've lost a few games. They're one and four, one and five. One and, one and four, four in their last five. Their yeah. Last five games. This Ty, now they're back at five hundred. The seven and seven. They started zero and zero. Mm-hmm. This is the decisive moment in the twenty twenty two season. Who are they? Can they go to Kansas City and beat them? Can they make the playoffs? Can they win all three games and go 10-7, and seven, which really should get them in? Or, Ty, are they doomed to continue this downward slide in very unpeak Cowlick fashion? Is it Gene over or is it not Gene over? That is mm. the question. I guess we're going to find out on Saturday, right? Like, this is, really, this is really it. And they have to have basically the game of their whole season to, to beat Kansas City because... It's Patrick Mahomes and you know, can Gino outduel Patrick Mahomes? That's basically the question. And can this defense get any sort of stop? Can this defense do anything to uh give the Seahawks offense a chance without having to score, you know, fifty plus points in this game? That's basically the 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 um the whole story going into this one. So um yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to find out very quickly here. And if they win, I mean, the vibe's got to be at an all-time high, really. And then, you know, going into what could be, could very well be a Sunday night game against the Jets. And uh, and then we'll see about week 18. But it's not over yet. It's not over yet. You know, mathematically, you look at Washington right now, they're 7-6-1. and one. Uh, They just lost to New York. They have, like, Dallas and Cleveland and... Philadelphia, Philadelphia, I believe, yeah, left on the schedule. So, yeah, if, that's the thing. Like, if you look at all the other teams in the NFC playoff hunt, their schedules are fairly similar to Seattle in that there's like a bad team, there's a mid team, and then there's a really good ass team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I find it kind of refreshing. We've almost had three seasons, and we're about to have the fourth. We had Denver game. Mm. Yep, is Gino going to be a disaster? Or is he going to prove 
that's right, because we said it'd be good. Yeah. He did. Then we had Gino being amazing, defense being bad. Um no, Gino being amazing and the defense actually starting to get good after it'd been bad during that Gino mm. is he good stretch. Mm-hmm. Now we're having regression on both sides of football. Yep. In a bad way. And now we've got this last three game stretch where it's like, can you make the playoffs? Can you put it all together? Can you actually start winning again? Can you start playing complete football games? Yeah. So we will find out about the 2022 Seahawks in a way that sometimes you don't. Sometimes you uh, left feeling in the season that there could have been more uh, or you don't quite know who that team was because of injury. But they haven't really had bad injuries this season other than Jamal Adams. Uh, Tyler Lockett obviously being hurt doesn't help this week. We'll get into that news. But yeah, generally speaking, they've had fairly all right health other than Adams. And, and now it's time to find out who are you? Who are you, Seattle? Are you going to put up or are you going to shut up? Yeah. I mean, these are two really good teams that you're going to go up against, you know, and you got Robert Sala waiting next week. Yeah, mm. but you know everything the Chiefs and do. Uh, old Bobby Bobby S. He runs mm. a similar mm. defense to the 49ers, and they have a defensive front, which is kind. It's obviously not the same talent as San, uh, San Francisco, but it's pretty up there. And you know, if Shane Waldron has issues against that again, if Seattle can't run the ball or just doesn't decides not to, then we might have a real situation. Obviously. The Jets this week play Thursday against the Jacksonville Jaguars and um or as I'd say Jaguars, which doesn't that sound nicer? It's more phonetic. It does sound nicer. Yeah, more phonetic. I you agree. should probably pronounce it like that. You know what I mean? Jaguars. 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 Yeah. Wow. It sounds good when an American says it as well, actually. Right. Start so, the movement. What do you say? Are you a Jaguars or a Jaguars? Jaguars, yeah, 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 yeah. Jaguars, ja- yeah. Jaguars, <laughs> yeah, 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 Brilliant. gross, yeah. But um, yeah, the the Jets play the the Jaguars this Thursday, and that that mm-hmm. that's a real big game for them because they could fall to seven and nine. Like, don't forget they're still in the playoff hunt. However, if if they win that, then they're they're uh, eight and eight, and well, no, they can't be seven and nine. They'd fall to seven and eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then. But if they win that, then they're eight and seven, they're back in it, and then they go to Seattle with both teams needing a lot. So it's gonna be a huge, huge game, a real, real test. Obviously, their quarterback situation helps, but yeah, G- Gino revenge game. Oh my god. A lot word. on the line. <laughs> with a lot on the line. Huge storylines. All those <laughs> Jets fans who were uh, actually they were Giants fans, but anyway, they're all the same, aren't they? These New Yorkers. Mm. Uh they mm. um Yeah, I'm walking here, I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah that, that could be a lot of fun but you got to take care of business on saturday and i mean you know losing to the raiders losing to the panthers this is what you get now you get losing a must-win game entire and, nfc south yeah losing to the entire nfc south this is what you get now you get a must-win game at arrowhead stadium when let's be honest you didn't necessarily need to be in this spot but uh yeah mm. yeah yeah uh yeah no kansas city like i said this about the 49ers game in that there wasn't that much hope and the kind of hope was well you know it's a pete carroll team and like mm. if they do lose these games that is very unpete like 
Like yeah. the last time they lost most of their remaining games was in 2013 when they won the Super Bowl. But Seattle can't afford to do that this year. They don't have that glitzy, right. uh, big, big ass record. They can't slip up now. They have to win. Um, and for a team to sort of just lose in that fashion, it's not Pete like. Um, and I mean, so shoot, even Kansas... last year when everything was like a disaster, they still beat the Lions. They still beat the Cardinals. Like they, they heated up and they, they heated up and you know they they finished strong even though they had a bad season. They had injuries again and and they kind of came through those. So yeah, it would be I'd be concerned then. I'd be really concerned. Now, Kansas City is a similar position to the San Francisco game in that they're so talented, they're so loaded in offense. And their defense does pose problems, even though metrics wise it's not like a top one. Mm-hmm. But like you know, again, you're sort of hoping for that similar sort of 49ers game cope or hope where it was like, oh, well, a peak team will come in and they'll play hard and maybe they'll win. They'll pull off something weird, but they didn't. Um, yeah. The hope is, which we'll cover in tomorrow's podcast, the film podcast, the hope is that they're a bit more solid in terms of their um their defensive play, it seemed like they uh, improved against the 49ers, but then that's a very different style of offense. Two back kind of 21 personnel with fullback stuff. Uh, now, the Kansas City do sprinkle that in, but obviously they have the spread element still. They have a very different kind of quarterback and they run a lot of 11, yeah. 11 personnel. So maybe the defense regresses again. And then obviously the offense, they need to run the ball. Like they can't run the ball, which is like embarrassing. But yeah, we'll we'll get to the tape of that. But there is a bit more reason for hope, I guess, than the 49ers game, just because the defense actually played a bit better, even though there's those big plays and mistakes still. But yeah. on the set on the other hand, like, I don't know, man. It's tough. Yeah, I mean one thing is like the Chiefs are not playing great right no. now struggled like, against they, houston might be might struggled be against a bit complacent houston because they've won struggled their division at, now yeah they lost to uh what, what was the cincinnati uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago uh didn't they blow a lead in that game or something but yeah so um you know they almost blew a lead against the broncos of all teams yeah uh, yeah they were up by like 24 points in that game i think and they only won by six so i don't know maybe you're catching them at as good of a time as possible. So this is, just, this is good cope, Ty. It's real good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. You know, pure hundred percent. I'm trying. High grade. I'm, I'm trying. It's, you know, we're, we're getting to the very teensy, teensiest little bit left here mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the tank, but, uh, you know, I'm it's still there. It all up. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We're, we're still going. It's not gene over. It's not gene over. I don't like how you've created that. I didn't create that one. Who? Where's that from? Not on Twitter. I, it was Twitter. No. It was Twitter. Yeah, it was Twitter. I don't. I don't remember who created. I that. shouldn't shout so loud. It's one a.m. here, but that is shocking to me. Yes, it was. Oh, uh, this w- is this is disgusting. I've just yeah. searched it. What's wrong with people? Yeah. No. Genova think- Pilled Social Club. You're, you're. It's on site. It is oh, oh, but yeah, it's uh to me though. It's, it's Gene over. What? What's wrong with all these people? It's not Gene over. It's not oh, Gene over. Oh, that's more like it. It's not Gene over. 
Yeah, it's not June over. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'll, I'll, you know, take credit for the MV Gino stuff, but not the Gino over stuff. That was some okay. other sicko. Okay. That was some other sicko. I'd hope, I'd hope so, because I was a bit yeah. concerned about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Kenneth Walker didn't practice yesterday. Did he practice today? I've been kind of out of the loop today because trying to get Christmas stuff done. Uh, well, Ty, that is bad preparation. Mm. We, Ty, we also have the um the Pro Bowl voting to talk about. Right. Yeah, I just saw that. So, uh, Geno Smith, Quandre Diggs, and Tariq Woolen have all officially been selected to the uh nfc pro bowl teams oh, now and 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 jason myers oh and jason myers J my J my got on the team too so mm. uh so the thing about the pro bowl is like there isn't an actual like football game they're doing like skills competitions or something the pro it's called the pro bowl games now ah uh, right so there isn't really like it's not the it's not a typical Pro Bowl selection because now they've mm. changed it. Um, which whatever, who cares? That's like, a shame. Game. It was yeah. very high standard. Right. Yeah. High stakes game, very intense, mm -hmm. full of uh tons of, you know, just going crawling at it. action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The just peak football. Uh yeah, so uh, but it's a cool honor still. Uh I'm sure there's like bonuses tied to that for some guys and whatnot. So yeah. Good for mm. them. Congrats. And congrats to Tariq because he was what he was the highest vote getter at cornerback in the NFC. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Uh, Back. There was also six other Seahawks named as Pro Bowl alternates. Okay. Linebacker Jordan Brooks, special mm. teaming Nick Bellore, outside linebacker Uchen and Nwosu, punter Michael Dixon. Receiver Tyler Lockett and receiver DK Metcalf. Kind of nuts that neither Lockett or Metcalf made the, yeah. the full time roster. But I know I know receivers loaded around the NFL, and like they don't get the real crazy numbers. But still, like that is kind of crazy to me. Um, I mean, yeah, shoot. good for them. See the the four guys. Diggs feels. Um, I don't think he's played at a Pro Bowl level this year. Mm -mm. No, like it's not really his fault either. But like okay. he hasn't made the plays to justify that. Uh, Gino mm -hmm. has, um, although the production's dipped. Woolen has, although bad boss. And then, but he's fun as well, right? And then Myers, I don't know. I don't look at kickers. Uh he's like missed only one kick this year. And whoa, you got the you got the kicking metrics. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I I saw a tweet earlier today. Uh, he's also he's also six of six on fifty plus yarders. So nice. Yeah. Wow! Look at you. You just yeah, you just know right. all that, huh? Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And yeah. then Brooks, like the the Pro Bowl voting's nuts to me because I swear it's just done off how many tackles linebackers have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is crazy, but you know, good for Brooks. He he has had an up and down season. Uh, Belor's, I mean, the special teams have been great, so I guess Belor deserves no, it. No, they, they definitely vote for the Pro Bowl based off of the tape. No, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, 100%. They grind in that tape. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be scared, actually, to look at even all pro voting and see how much of that is just PFF grades. 
yeah uh i don't want to look don't it's 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 probably a lot more than you would uh hope they're not in the lab just grinding that tape Mm, i don't think they are hey ty what what seahawks would be all pros right now this year Mm -hmm. don't say it don't say it i'm not saying it i'm not saying it yeah, I'm not of, saying it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it. I, I know I know some people are saying it, but I'm not saying it. I, and I do I, think um Nwosu being an alternate is harsh. Like he doesn't mm. have the highest sack numbers, so that's why. But in terms of like his performances each week, he's been outstanding. Like this last week he was so so good, even though he didn't uh he didn't have a sack, right? He he might have had a TFL, mm-hmm. but yeah. Actually, maybe Jason Myers is an All Pro. I don't know how the AFC kickers oh, are. Oh, well, you did you did bring some big kicking numbers to the table. That's true. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, didn't you hear those uh, efficiency rates? Incredible, incredible, incredible. Stuff. All Pro kicker Jason Myers. Let's go, wow. JMI. Very, very good. All right. So you mentioned Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Uh, he had surgery on his uh, on his fingy, uh, so he is uh, rehabbing right now. Uh, but uh, Pete Carroll yesterday said that uh, the doctor said that uh, his surgery his surgery ugh, went perfect, and that uh, he thinks that he could only miss a week. Now we'll see. You know, some of Pete's estimates are sometimes not very accurate, but. Uh, yeah, well, well so hold on. Seems... Now. Mm. Mm. He has the legitimate scale. Mm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Is it legitimate or is it not legitimate? <laughs> it's a legit sprain. It's a legit ankle sprain. It's a legit uh it's a legit knee, you know, whatever. <laughs> All that stuff. Uh but yeah, it does seem like uh like it has a pretty good chance to uh at least play in one of these final three games here. Uh which is uh cool for him on just a milestone level because he's thirty six yards away from his fifth consecutive one thousand yard receiving season. So Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And like fourth, I've said this fourth, before, fourth consecutive. Wow. And I've said this before, but like it's kind of easy to take for granted the consistent, steady level of production Seattle's had from their top two receivers in Metcalf and Lockett. Mm-hmm. And when Lockett hurts himself like this, you kind of realize, oh, maybe we did take that for granted a bit. This, the way the NFL works, the way life works, it can't last forever. And they don't, you know, Marquise Goodwin stepped up in a big way as the wide receiver three. But after that, like, there's D. Eskridge, who's, yeah, he's not really doing anything. Uh, you, you know, you hope it all comes together in his third year, but you can't count on it. There's Penny Hart, who, you know, is just a guy, basically. No, yeah. Beyond that, there's no one really. So the, the receiver, I mean, Derek Young, he had a nice catch which came back on a holding penalty, but we haven't seen much of him. There's a reason he won't be getting more snaps and, and getting more targets and routes. They probably need to address receiver, but for now, great news about Lockett. They're, Pete said it went superb. Perfect. 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 That was it. Yeah. So uh, that's good news. Uh, so hopefully the, I mean, this is probably the worst game for Lockett to be out because you might 
end up having to get into a shootout in order to win this game on Saturday. But, uh, you know, the, the one good thing is that, um, you know, Gino's seems to have a really good rapport with uh, Marquise Goodwin. So they've been able to do some nice things together. And DK's, uh, DK's been pretty good as of late. He had the one bad drop against the, the 49ers the other night, but uh, I think he's been pretty good last few games. So, mm. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goodwin, you're right. That's big. And, you know, he still has plenty of speed. So. He's not the same type of player as Lockett, and I guess they'll try and replace that kind of un- under underneath uh, short to intermediate production and uh, mm. openness into zone holes with the tight end passing game, yep. which might lend itself to you know a more balanced looking offense again because it really has not been balanced at all in these past few weeks. Yeah, and we should also mention that they uh, they officially signed Laquan Treadwell to the uh, fifty three man. Oh right, okay, so yeah. he's yeah. Okay, right. Uh, so the practice report is out. Okay. Um, and it's pretty bad reading for Seattle. Uh, Kenneth Walker has sat out for a second straight day mm. in practice. Can uh, Can you read the rest in that voice that you did last week? I don't know, man. I feel like that's a bit belabored. Mm. All right. Fine. Okay, Keep fine. Going. I'll do it. No, you want right. it. Uh, then we'll well, then we'll talk about Kenneth Walker. Thanks. So Noah Fant did not participate in practice. Knee. This is Wednesday. Tyler Lockett did not participate in practice. Hand. <laughs> Kenneth Walker third did not practice in practice. Ankle. <laughs> he didn't practice in practice. <laughs> <laughs> did not participate. Uh, Ryan Neal did not participate in practice. Knee. Al Woods did not participate in practice. Achilles. Bruce Irvin did not participate in practice. Knee, heel. So, Walker. Uh, yeah. uh, but the good news, running back DJ Dallas did have limited participation in practice mm. with an ankle injury. Walker, the running back room, is banged up still. Uh, Dallas working his way back is big. Seattle today waived Tony Jones and signed Davion Nixon, who we'll talk about in a bit, a defensive tackle. So perhaps these, uh, and they re-signed Wayne Gorman to their practice squad, perhaps they feel more optimistic about their uh, running back room and that's why they waived Jones. Maybe they just needed a space for a nose tackle because Al Woods is still on the Achilles uh, uh, with an injury report on the with an Achilles. But I don't know. The run game last week was so poor. They didn't commit to it. They didn't even try to do it really from under centre. They were in under center formations five times in total that game, which is nuts. It's like under eight percent of the snaps. Like I don't know what they were doing. They played. They called the game like they had to play shotgun and pass, which they didn't. Um, yeah. But anyway, that was that was their decision. A very odd game plan, and maybe it was because they knew Walker was hurting and they didn't trust the other running backs to do much. But yeah, Walker, Walker not being able to go. Apparently, it's an injury he's had. Uh, in high school and he's you know dealt with time and time again like that's something that is you know i don't know i'm a bit worried about but uh yeah i think seattle to stand any shot in kansas city has to be able to run the football so they they need a better solution than they had against san francisco yeah i mean you know going back to thursday like i have questions now after seeing walker miss the first two days of practice here why suit him up? 
And then why continue to run him out there if he's like not a hundred percent? Especially if I you're guess not they use needed him. to win the 49ers game or felt they did, but now you need to win the Kansas City game, like yeah, yeah, it doesn't stop. That's a good yeah. question, Ty. Yeah, that's just uh, that's that's weird. Um, but yeah, they need they need a run game, and I just I don't think that DJ Dallas is an, is an yeah. answer to that. Like they they probably need like if they're gonna have any sort of a real shot to to get a run game going, they need Ken healthy and i don't know doesn't seem like he's gonna play and don't get me wrong like they could be resting walker but yeah yeah we'll see they need they need ken like and again you realize how important that one two punch and rashad penny was to their plans like him him being out for the year is is a real pain that's what i forgot to mention in the injuries of the season so yeah and they were able to make it work for a little bit there but now not so much now they, yeah. you know, you know, at the very least having a having a safeguard there in place, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, Penny would be nice. But yeah, yeah. So the other thing, I guess, is Al Woods still not practicing with his hurt sore Achilles. He obviously missed the 49ers game. Brian Monet went onto the IR with an ACL injury. So Seattle had a need at the defensive tackle position and they've signed Davion Nixon. Yeah. Now, this is a guy, my best Chris Collins work. Yeah, yeah, whoa. <laughs> he is like the same person in the room. I'm, I'm going to need like, you to do the uh, the spin next uh, next episode. Yeah, the, the slide. Yeah, yeah, the slide, yeah, yeah. Um, So coming out of Iowa, he was a, a defense tackle who, when you watched him and you looked at his profile... In the 2021 draft class, you were like, this could be like the number one defense tackle off the board. Like, he is mm. uh, 6'3, 313 pounds with um, uh, 35 and a half inch arms, I think, which is crazy long. Uh, he had pretty good jumps, but where he really impressed was his 40 yard dash was 4.9 seconds and his 10 yard split was 166 seconds. At, that's, that's 313 pounds. That's pretty damn good. And he's fairly agile for a guy his size as well. 35 so and 1 great. arms crazy yeah there you go so yeah. not a half there we go so then he went in the fifth round to carolina and you're like well what went on there and you hear murmurings of off the field stuff like and and that he's unpolished technique wise uh hurt his knee uh following an october knee injury and landed on the pampas ir then they did the kind of classic thing of resigning to practice squad the next year and then uh, he got to the active roster and then he got cut last week. So Seattle's getting a really athletic, long dude who can give some much-needed interior defensive line depth. And maybe it, maybe it clicks for him. Maybe not, but kind of a low-cost, high-upside ads where you in a position that you need depth with Woods out and mm. Monet gone. They've lost their two stoutest, biggest defensive linemen. And at the end of that 49ers game, the 49ers just went into 22 personnel, two running backs or a running back and a fullback and two tight ends. And they kind of bullied Seattle up the interior. As hard as the smaller guys are playing, they're just smaller. And so you do need a bigger mass. Don't think Nixon's in that 340 pound range, but he is more of that kind of one slash three technique. If you think of like a Seattle defensive end, a three, four defensive end, so the two interior defensive linemen flanking the nose tackle, they're more in that kind of 275 pound-ish range. Whereas the nose, well, with Monet, it was like 340 pounds and Woods. Nixon's more 320, 
pounds. So, you know, he's got a bit more mass there. He can anchor a bit more. And he'll, he'll also be able to play some three technique. And he really mm. did have pass rush coming out of college. It's just, it clearly hasn't clicked for him. Injuries, maybe there was some off the field he didn't know about. And maybe, you know, his technique just, he didn't, he didn't improve on because it was a bit raw. We will see those. You know, you say the same thing with any guy Seattle picks up. They've got the culture. Uh, you know, yeah. you might change the scenery. Carolina was by no means like an easy place to play, I don't think. Like, I think uh, Snow, their defense coordinator, did some exciting things, but like uh, Matt Rule's team was a bit uh, of a mess. Was so. he, was he uh, was he drafted by Federer? He was, and, and Seattle does go after these. Uh, he's drafted in 2021, so yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. He yeah. uh, Seattle does go after some similar types, as Pete's acknowledged, to Federer. So maybe they were interested in him as well. Uh, but a surprising day three pick. Um, I really did think he'd go higher. But obviously, mm-hmm. uh, an example again, we're not privy to the information that NFL teams are. And so when someone slides like that, there has to be a reason that we don't know. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You know, uh, you, like you said, you, you, got the, you got the spot right now on the roster. You got the uh, reps to give. Why not? You need to fill that role in some sort of way. And get an interesting guy, just kind of a ball of clay, get him in there and let him have an audition and see, see what's good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the other three guys to talk about, who didn't participate in practice, Bruce Irvin, knee heel. I mean, that's not surprising. Like they play on a short week. They're probably just taking care of him. And I'm sure everyone's nursing stuff at this point, but he is 35 years old. He is a veteran. He needs that rest. Um, Noah Fant, not practicing with a knee injury, that's probably a bit more worrying. Um, yeah. I don't know when that happens, but, I mean, Colby Parkinson's nowhere near as good a blocker as fan. And, you know, it would be nice to be able to run out two tight end sets and go back to the under-centre run game, given it was badly not there against 49ers and it hurt them. Mm-hmm. But if fan can't go, then that's Disley and Parkinson, and Parkinson's just not as good a blocker, so... That would be, yeah. I would like to see some under center stuff quite a bit. Uh, some some runs, some under center runs, some some boots, even that would be uh, that would be cool. That would be preferable. That would be nice. That would be nice. Remember them? They were nice. Yeah, Um, I remember those. Yeah. Uh, and then Ryan Neal not practicing with knee injury. I mean, he just seems to be really nursing that. I, I think he'll probably play. He seems just incredibly, I mean, tough, like this mental. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, that sounds like a sore one. They're probably just keeping him out because he needs to uh, recuperate it. His bursa, his sore knee. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, not a not a great injury report when you're no. going up against uh, one of the uh, best teams in uh, in all of football. And you know, you've, you've had. Maybe an example of how tough Thursday night football is. I guess the yeah. hope is that, you know, the extra days given the time to then get right for this Sunday because you get the extra days rest after the short week. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, and like they also don't get the full like no, week off. No, Saturday and then 10 a.m. start. Just... Yeah. They got it. Yeah. Well, so, so the NFL moved most of the games to Saturday. There's only three games on Christmas and they all suck, dude. They're all terrible. They're all well, bad matchups. You need to spend time with your family. Yeah. It's, dude. So it's, watch this segue, by the way. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers Cardinals is the Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Gross. Packers Dolphins is the first game. And then 
Maddie, at four mm. thirty Eastern time, I believe, on Nickelodeon. You can watch Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos take on Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams in a very important matchup for the Seahawks in terms of draft position. Whose house? Rams house. Yeah, because not only did we need the Rams to win that, but Seattle's going to hopefully beat the Rams when those two teams play. Um, yeah. So, like, they, you know, maybe Denver gets feisty and beats the Chargers or the, the Chiefs they've got after. But, yeah, yeah. this they, they really should lose both those games. So this is massive. Massive for the Jalen Carter-Will Anderson pick. Yeah. Um, and huge. also, remember, Rams pick belongs to the lions the lions you're pretty much more or less in line with right now record wise yeah. at least so yeah it's it's gonna be a line off um who was that who was that um where am i going with this mm, where the, are you going the, with us I don't, I don't know uh, oh yeah who have the who have the who have the other teams got on their schedule the card, like the Cardinals, for instance, they're a problem. They're so bad. Oh yeah, they're trash. They're like they're dog, dog poo. Dog poo, yeah. Yeah, dog poo poo. Um, mm. like I, I put Cardinals schedule in, and it comes up with St. Louis. That's how done Arizona <laughs> is. They have the Bucks, Falcons, and Niners next. St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis. Oh my God! Okay, so the Cardinals against the Buccaneers. Yeah. You know what? That that could be a funny thing, like the yeah, end. That's, sure. Oh wow, that's the Christmas night game. That's, that's like the Sunday Christmas thing. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing? That's literally what I was just saying. Yeah. I'm gonna watch that at one twenty a.m. my time. Absolutely whiskied up. <laughs> Bad football. <laughs> and your Christmas um, sweater. I'm gonna be scotched. Um. Mm. Oh, and then the Cardinals are at the five and nine Falcons. Please. Although then that becomes a problem because the Falcons would be five and ten, mate. Oh, mm. or maybe five and eleven. Ooh. Ooh. And then the Cardinals play at the Forty Nineers, which is just going to be an at. Although San Francisco might rest some players. Mm. Okay, so the Cardinals, I can cope. That like they're the worst team I think I've seen, but I can cope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will cope. No, no, Will Anderson Jr. No, Jalen Carter for them. You will take Miles Murphy, and you will like it, Arizona. Who, who else am I forgetting here in the in the crap standings? Well, let's go to mock draft or not mock draftable tank. It's uh, like tankathon. Which is funny because tankathon. The actual argument is not to tank because two of the teams in the top five are from other picks. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good one. So funny. Good, good one. Good one. Yeah. Great site name. Uh, Indianapolis is four nine and one. Oh, uh, Chicago is three and eleven. They have the second pick right now. Oh, I think they play the Bills this week. Who do they play? Okay, so Indy's a bit of a problem. Yeah, they play the Bills this week, and then they play the Lions, and then they play. Oh, Indy play Chargers, Giants, Texans. So Indy probably beat the Texans. Yeah. Okay. So that's one win. So we're Gucci. They're four nine and one tie. Mm. I think you said three. Did I? Yeah, you had me worried. God, I'm trash. Okay, so, um, yeah, 
basically, we need the Rams to beat the Broncos just to really take care of things. So, come on, Baker. Whose house? Rams house. And when they get a first down, you scream, first down. Yes, although I have a feeling that is perhaps more um, pumped-in noise mm. than it is an actual crowd. And when and when our boys get a sack, you got to yell, sack! Sack! Yeah, that is very odd. I, they, they have a very odd stadium experience, although an mm. amazing stadium, like a, the... It's a nice a looking spaceship stadium. sort of thing. Yeah. It is a nice looking stadium. All right. So uh Russell's likely going to play in this game. He was doing the press conference thing today, so I'm going to assume that he's playing this week. Mm. Now, Brett Rippon just scored the second most points of the Broncos season. I don't think you can bench him, Ty. <laughs> Quarterback controversy in Denver? Question mark. Uh, yeah. No, okay, so that's interesting though, seeing like seeing Bobby play against Ross, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm gonna watch it. Are yeah. you gonna are you gonna watch the Nickelodeon broadcast? That's the oh, important yeah. question. Here. I wanna yeah, yeah. see like a awful game yeah. where it's bad, no one wins, and then uh-huh. they have to give out an MVP trophy to like well, a really upset player, like who just like want, doesn't want to be there. And then like, think... for the children, you have to you have to get slimed now. And they're like, I just want to go home. I think we should rig it to uh, pick Russ, no matter what. We should just spam the vote button for uh, for Russ, we even if he loses. We have traction, yeah. like yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's like yeah, like thousands of people. Share this with Reddit. Share this with Twitter. Make it happen. Make this well. Uh, some c- certain companies do rig the vote, don't they? <laughs> true that's true that's a whole other podcast though oh it is yeah okay so yeah shout out to the oscars i i do see a world where uh denver does well but then also russ sucks against this kind of rams defense so and like um they won't have forgot how to play against him so it's gonna be a terrible game oh it's going to be trash it's going to be so bad that's gonna be like nine to six. What time is that? Four Eastern. Yeah, I think it's like four thirty Eastern. Beautiful. Like I can settle into that after my Christmas oh. dinner. Oh, oh! Stop the presses. We have a five dollar wow. super chat from Cameron. Cameron, Cameron you, says, Cameron. "I can't wait to watch Baker beat Russ on Christmas Day on Nickelodeon. Santa better deliver." Let's Tell go. Him. Tell, Tell Santa. Him. Yeah. Tell Daddy C. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Mm-hmm. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Yep. Santa Claus, Maddie, not Father Christmas. Santa Claus. Okay, I get it. Is coming to town. He he is. He's sending Russ down. Do Do you guys have a UK version of that song where it's Father yeah, Christmas it's is like, coming to um, town? It's like um, Father Christmas is coming to town. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We just don't want to be Americanized, so we've like changed the words. Mm. Popular culture, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. It's the like it's like a shield, a force field. Are are you a Merry Christmas or a Happy Christmas guy? Oh, Merry, Merry. Merry yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Merry, Merry. Big, big on the Merry. Yeah. Are, are you know. 
No, you no, I, ma- no, I'm, a, I'm Mary. I'm Mary. Are you on the Mary go round? I'm, I'm, I'm Mary AF. Oh, careful. Yeah. Mm. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay, so finally, Ty. Yeah. Uh, Pete Carroll spoke in a press conference, and Did he, he said know? some things which can be unpacked. Oh. Yeah. Real. All right. Now like it's, it's it's a few days before Christmas Day, so you shouldn't mm. unpack before the right. big day. Right. However, with with Pete Carroll press conference quotes, you can unpack before the big day. Can I can I can I shake the package at least? Can I like rip like a little corner off and like try to peek in there to see what it is? I, I don't know how you do that, Ty, because Father Christmas hasn't come yet. Oh right, silly me. You could do that on the day and then unwrap your present. But he delivers on the 25th. By Father C, you mean Pete Carroll, right? Oh, no, he has delivered. So he said um, he spoke about the Seahawks 3-4 defense, and he said how it gives us a ton of versatility. We have more versatility than we have ever had, and it's going to be better as we grow with it in the future, I know. But the versatility is really is special. We did we had to try to do it in different ways before to be versatile, which we did, but this system is better for us in that regard. So to me, that versatility he speaks about is basically the difference between running a four, three mm-hmm. or running a three, four, but with four, three personnel, which is mm-hmm. basically what they started doing from 2020 onwards. And then now where they're running three, four with three, four personnel. So if you remember when they had, 4-3 defensive end Carlos Dunlap playing outside linebacker. Everyone knew he was going to pass rush, and everyone knew opposite him, KJ Wright, at the Sam outside linebacker spot, was going to drop into coverage. Why is Carlos Dunlap dropping into coverage? And yes, to try and vary it up, they did that, um, and they mm-hmm. did it kind of well, but it looked a bit weird. Dunlap was kind of clunky in space. He's not an outside linebacker type. And so this offseason, I anticipated that and said, it's basically about being more versatile and plug and play. Uh, the other thing it impacts is the two defensive ends. So the guys opposite the nose, uh, either side of the nose tackle in the bare front, covering up the guards or maybe covering up a tackle. In the past, Seattle would have like a five technique who would be lighter and a three technique who'd be much heavier. Nowadays, their weights blend. And so again, there's less tips, there's less tails, there's more ability to plug and play in theory. Um, even their safety grouping of... Um, you know, free safety, strong safety. They've gone away from having like a cam type and a and a high type. And like Adams, I think they, if we'd seen him this year more often, he'd have been playing more interchangeable with Diggs. They would have played almost left and right. And that's the same with the outside linebackers. It's more like a left and right thing rather than one guy going to the call and one guy going away. So that's what Pete Carroll meant. Um, that's how it makes them more versatile. It's just a personnel thing. It's not really... Like, okay, the scheme comes into it, but it's more about the fact that they've got the right personnel to run the system in theory, even though there's been all this talk about not having the right personnel at the moment. Um, yeah. I think that's more about not having the talent level. Um, and then obviously sure. Daryl Taylor regressing, Jamal Adams being hurt is like two massive uh, issues for them because they are meant to be their two blue chip guys. Yeah. Uh, he also spoke on Tuesday about the three, four defensive ends. So the two guys flanking the nose tackle he said those guys need to be three techniques and four techniques and five techniques. They need versatility about them. And you can play them accordingly if they're more skilled at one aspect than the other. And there's a different style about guys that really play square stances and two gap, four techniques, than guys that get off the ball with three techniques. So there's a spectrum in there that depends on how the guys can bring their skills to it. 
we kind of tweak around that the best we can. That, what he's talking about there, isn't really new to the Seahawks, because if you think about back in the day when they had the five technique, Red Bryant, who was big, he was like an old nose tackle type, he was a five tech, but so was Michael Bennett, who was like that 275-pound dude who was a unicorn who could play down inside, he could play on the edge, he could pass rush. Um, the big end, basically. And the big end played opposite, uh, away from the three technique side to the B-gap bubble most of the time, whereas the Leo, the lighter pass rusher, he, which is what Seattle, Seattle sort of has now in the two outside linebacker types, they're like Leo slash Shams. Um, he was more of a lighter dude who was protected by the three technique. So that five tech idea is not new. The difference is Seattle has two of them rather than a five technique and a three technique. But really, the five technique, uh, Carol says he can play a, a three technique or four tech. Four tech's basically what I'd call a four eye on the inside shoulder of a tackle. But basically, he plays inside a lot of the time in the bare fronts. Um, and that spectrum of guys, like in theory, they have more guys who can play along the spectrum in, in like a wider manner. But also the challenges have been, I think they've had much more guys who are more comfortable playing three technique power stepping into a guard, less guys who are comfortable mirror stepping. And I think it's fa- they found it harder to, to uh, find who exactly can do that a gap and a half style from the four tech or four eye. Um, Miles Adams is actually good at it, but they didn't seem to work that out. Obviously, our Woods tried that a bit, played five tech as well on the outside shoulder of the tackle, like Red Bryant used to. Um, yeah, so this, the, I think they finally found it. Mm. And they found the right balance and how to play the guys, which is what kind of Pete was saying. We kind of tweak around it the best we can. It's just taking them a lot longer than they'd have wanted. And again, don't want to put someone on blast, but like Damian Lewis, um, the interior defensive line coach with Clint Hurt being a defense coordinator, he spends less time with that group who used to be his position group. And so, you know, the spotlight is on Lewis for why did it take so long? Why is have they struggled a bit with it? Why did the ideas take a while? But Ty, did, I just waffled for ages, so... It, it just kind of seems like there's uh, like they have the molds that they want that they prefer, but they just they don't have the talent there or they don't have the, the coaching right there. Um, and maybe it's yeah. just a mix of the two, right? It's most likely a mix of the two, you know, so um, that's a place that I think, you know, they're they're probably going to hammer hammer pretty hard in the offseason um, after they get, you know, Geno squared away and everything. Yeah. Um, and after they've drafted Jalen Carter. Of course. Yes. Who, by the way, when you're looking for those types, with how much bear Seattle runs, so five down with two interior defensive line playing the three tech or a four tech if it's um the open side of middle field open or to a tight end or three-man surface. Mm-hmm. There we go. That was nice and jargony. But, um, or mm-hmm. jargony. Um, <laughs> but, um, jargony. Jargon. Jargon. Like a, a Dutch or German person. Yeah, participate in some jargon. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but looking for that kind of type, you kind of want more of like a three technique guy, guy who's been plays more like a light defense tackle, like a rush three, uh, and can move around a bit from there. So like Carter is basically that on uh, on juicy juice. Um, and so, yeah, I need to delve into him more. We'll have plenty of time to do that. Hopefully, though, Seattle season is still alive after they beat Kansas City and we're suddenly feeling massively optimistic. And we're like, wow, the defense did continue looking all right. And wow, they started running the ball again. And wow, Gino actually suddenly looked better because he didn't have to do everything by himself. And wow, Tyler Lockett's going to come back into the offense. And wow, Alwood's Achilles is fine now. 
And wow, they're, they're ready for a playoff push. And wow, they're going to go into San Francisco as the number one seed and they're going to beat them because it's very hard to beat a team three times. And Seattle finally will get right and stop pooing their pants when they face the 49ers on offense. Mm. Happy days. Happy days. Merry Christmas. Yep. Merry Christmas. We will see you before that because we'll be mm-hmm. back tomorrow with the tape podcast. If you're watching live, please like the video. If you're watching live, please subscribe to the video. If you're watching live, please comment as well. It really does help. Cameron, thank you for your donation. Very kind. Also, people of listenership, mm. please subscribe to the show. Pass it on to a friend. Five-star review does really help. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Follow the Twitter at Seattle Overload. Follow Ty. It's at Dane Gunzelers. I messed that up. Um, in on our video. video. We did. Absolutely, mm. absolutely messed up. But honestly, it's a weird out. So. You... Why don't you have the tie in there, bro? uh i think that one was taken no way yeah there's another tie yeah there's another tie gonzalez i think at least i don't know i'll check i'll check again maybe i'll change oh. it maybe i'll change I'll, it. um we'll take care of that mm. you know we'll take care of that mm, okay yeah yeah right okay thanks everyone uh we'll be back tomorrow then we'll be back saturday christmas eve getting you in the festive spirit with a live recap of the seals hopeful keep the faith victory in arrowhead stadium which is going to be freezing cold apparently so that's fun are you going to bring the christmas tree hat back oh no i'm going to do best than that oh better. yeah oh so you got better sexy than that hats, sexy hats oh. all right I I need to get a uh, I need to get a sexy hat. yeah because Griff is gonna upstage you again as well yeah yeah I just had like a I, out yeah I just had like a yeah I had like a little dumb blue hat it was stupid yeah, I, felt, so I felt I felt yeah. I felt awkward I felt really awkward and left out and... oh yeah no surprise bye guys bye.